When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and today is going to be a super fun one. I got to interview Rachel Birchfield, and she is a contributor for Vogue, Vanity Fair, Elle, Glamour, Cosmo, and the list goes on and on. You name it, she's contributed on it. She's also a royal expert and is the editor of What Megan Wore and co-hosts Podcast Royal, which I have listened to since our interview, and it's incredible. Like, you have to go subscribe to Podcast Royal. It's awesome. And on top of all of this awesomeness, she's a huge Kennedy fan. She reached out to me because she loves Caroline Kennedy's style and influence and wanted to share about her with you guys. And I'm so glad she did because she taught me so much too. So without further ado, here's my interview with Rachel Birchfield. And here I am joined with my guest, Rachel Birchfield. Rachel, thank you so much for joining me. Oh my gosh, it's an honor. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited that you are here. So before we get started, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself, what you do, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I am a writer, an editor, and a podcaster. I mostly cover the British royal family, but I also focus a lot on fashion and beauty and society and culture. And I have been a lifelong follower of the Kennedys, and I love what you're doing on the podcast. And um, I'm the editor of What Megan Wore and the co-host of Podcast Royal, which covers the British royal family. And I have been as I said, a follower ever since she came on the scene of Carolyn Bissett Kennedy. She's a cultural icon to me, and I'm so excited to get the chance to tell your audience a little bit more about her. I'm so excited, too, because honestly, we haven't really focused on her much at all yet. Yeah. Um, you know, I had the one episode that was like their, about their relationship and whatnot, but I haven't gotten to focus solely on Carolyn, so I think this is a really great start to that, and I'm excited. And she's a fascinating person, and we don't really know much about her, so I'm excited to share a little bit of knowledge with your listeners. Very true. So am I. So uh, to get started, just tell me what interested you initially in Carolyn and her style in general. Sure, sure. Well, I have to be honest with you. I grew up with a huge crush on JFK Jr. So whenever he married Carolyn, I was like, okay, who is this woman? And she, she is very, a very elusive figure. She only ever gave one single, she never gave a single interview, but she gave two sound bites on very short clips where you could hear her voice to TV interviewers. And so She's always been a mystery and an enigma, and I've always wondered who she was rather than just couching her as someone's girlfriend and then someone's wife. Who is Carolyn Bissett Kennedy? And I think, if anything, we know her most for her style, so I know we're going to be talking about that quite a bit today and how it really has transcended time, like her mother-in-law, Jackie, who she never met, by the way, and how people are still modeling their style after her today. Absolutely. And that's actually kind of goes along with the questions that I have for you. So you just perfectly <laughs> framed that. Um, so, so I was going to say, Carolyn does have that effortless yet chic style and it's somewhat not groundbreaking or wild in any way, but it's so influential. And yeah. why do you think that is? Why do you think that these, these pieces that seem somewhat, uh, for lack of a better term, plain by themselves on her just is like, oh my God, everybody's got to wear this. What do you think that is? 
Yeah, well, I think it's it's it is effortless. It is chic. It is elegant. But I also think that it's relatable. I could wear the pieces that Carolyn wears. Maybe not the designer. But I could wear pieces like that. And the best part about her style is that it is timeless. She passed away in 1999, which was 22 years ago. And we are still, I, you could look at any photo of her and it would hold up today in 2021. Mm-hmm. And I think that she is is so elegant without having to be flashy, without having to be gaudy or over the top. It's just, there's there's fashion right? And then there's style. And obviously she was a fashionable woman, but she was so stylish and stylish is a way of life. It comes from within and projects out just that the carriage of a woman, much like Jackie. I mean, Jackie was the same. And so I think that it resonates with people because not only is it something like I could go buy, you know, black turtleneck and black pants, and I might not look as good as Carolyn Bissett Kennedy or wearing the designer labels, but I could, I could replicate her style. And I just think that the simple, minimalistic muted color palette just really was different for the 90s and it made her stand out sure and and like you said it's attainable like for the general public yeah I love that yeah I actually saw um I watch Bravo like crazy and Southern Uh Charm is one of my favorite ones and I follow a girl from that cast named Cameron and she posted just yesterday uh it was like her anniversary or something and she posted a picture of her and her husband and she was in her gown and she said that she loved Carolyn Bissett's gown so much that she had someone make her one that looked just like it and I was like wow I mean literally it's 2021 of course she got married a few years ago but still she just really does impact culture absolutely you see her everywhere you know yeah she's a she's a cultural icon for me and you know I am the editor of what Megan wore so I follow Megan Markle the Duchess of Sussex's style every day and Megan one of her style icons she's been on record saying is is CBK I call I I call Carolyn like Carolyn and I are best friends I call her CBK (laughs) so she she said that Carolyn's wedding dress the Narciso Rodriguez 1996 wedding dress which was 25 years ago this year which is crazy but Megan said that um, her wedding dress was quote unquote everything goals and actually you see Carolyn's influence on Megan in Megan's second wedding dress with the Stella McCartney one, the one she wore to the reception. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You see Carolyn's imprints all over Megan's style if you're looking for it. And so I like writing about Megan's style because it feels a lot like Carolyn's style, which I love. I love it too. That's awesome. And I know you had mentioned her and Jackie and how they didn't meet, but still they somewhat mimic each other. And do you feel that their individual styles in any way and personality for that matter, mimic each other, Jackie and Carolyn? Yeah, I think that they both obviously just have just ooze class and glamour. Mm -hmm. And I think that in many ways, JFK Jr. was attracted to Carolyn because she did remind him of his mother in, in many, many ways. And if they started dating right after Jackie passed away in 1994. And so they, Carolyn and Jackie never were able to meet, but I think that, well, and I also will talk about this in a moment, but Carolyn just has the impossible job of trying to write, live up to Jackie Kennedy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to talk about a mother, an unattainable mother-in-law goals, right? And so, um, but I think the, what maybe is the most striking resemblance between the two of them is that they were so self-confident in their own way that they really just didn't care a whole lot what people thought. They lived life on their own terms. 
And that I think is what most out of anything attracted JFK Jr. to Carolyn was that she wasn't trying to impress him or she wasn't falling at his feet. She, in the beginning of their courtship, she was very elusive and, you know, didn't act like, oh my gosh, I'm dating the sexiest man alive. She was just like, oh, you know, well, you're lucky to be dating me. And I Mm -hmm. think that that was incredibly attractive to him. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So what do you as someone who has obviously studied fashion and you write about it and all these things, what do you think makes someone's look in quotes, iconic? What builds that? Well, you have to be different, right? You have to have a niche point and you have to have a point of differentiation. And if you remember the nineties, which I, you know, I was, uh, young I was born in 1986 so I was relatively young in the 90s but I remember it enough to know that there were a lot of gaudy colors happening um you know we've come out of the grunge movement in the 90s and we were into colors and glitter and all this stuff and and here comes Carolyn and she is in a very muted color palette you will very rarely see her in anything other than uh camel color black white um I remember one occasion where she wore a red coat and that was just you know astounding and mm-hmm. I think that was her point of differentiation is that once again, she didn't really have to try that hard because she just had that innate elegance and style and sophistication without having to wear crazy prints or, you know, fit in with the rest of fashion at the time. She just is she really set the tone and set the bar for high fashion in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And there's just something so interesting, kind of like you touched on just a minute ago about the fact that she did have that privacy element, just like Jackie did. I mean, like you said, there's one clip of Carolyn talking, which I'll actually insert right here. It was very exciting, wonderful evening. What was your highlight? What was the highlight for you? The entire evening was spectacular. There's no highlight. Yeah. And, um, she, she never gave a single interview to the press. I mean, any, any outlet would have loved to have had right Carolyn on their cover and in a heartbeat, Absolutely, yeah. but she never gave a single interview and that compels people. That makes people go, who is this woman that mm-hmm. not only has snagged, you know, the, the hot, the, most eligible bachelor in the world, but you know, she's not speaking out. She doesn't feel the need to explain herself. She just is who she is. That quiet confidence that, that just really is so compelling. And she did speak on camera, I think twice. And it sounds like you are going to play one of those, but Mm -hmm. um, we never, we, we barely heard her voice for more than, you know, 30 cumulative seconds. So that, that air of mystery is, is really fascinating to me. It really is. And, you know, like you said, literally, I would take her closet today. It is however many years afterward, and I would still take her closet. But I got to know, is there an outfit of hers or two or whatever that if you could just pick one or two, what is your absolute favorite? When you think CBK, as you say, what do you think? What oh my gosh, there's so many. I mean, I the obvious answer is her Narciso Rodriguez wedding dress. And mm-hmm. that that was that was not really the style at the time. She really broke the mold with the with with the simplicity of that gown. And of course, you know, you expect like compare that to Jackie Kennedy's wedding dress, right? That was, you know rather grand and ostentatious. And I think that you've said on the podcast or I've read somewhere that Jackie wasn't really a fan of her wedding dress. She just kind of wore it because, you know, that she was expected. Jackie's style was much more understated than 
than that dress. But, you know, Carolyn was, it was just so, I mean, just an iconic dress. And Narcissa Rodriguez was really, he's, he's very famous now, but in 1996, when they got married, he was really not well known. And so she could have gone with a huge house like Dior or De La Renta or something like that. But she went with a, a relatively unknown designer and just put him on the map and just the understated elegance of that dress. I, I, I that has to be my number one, but her street style, just the chicness of, and, you know, kind of devil may care, laissez faire of it. It's just, uh, I just mm-hmm. love it. And it just, I just love someone who is so comfortable in their own skin that they feel like they don't have to try so hard. I could not agree more. Well, that is really all my questions. And you are the perfect person to talk about Carolyn, no doubt. I love her. I love her so much. And I'd love to, you know, share a little bit more about her style and her life just so that we can know a little bit more about her quickly, if you don't mind. Oh, go for it, please. I have to take a second and talk about History Horde. I know I've said it before, but I'll say it again. I love this company. And they just released a new item that I know you guys will be equally as excited about as I was. They now have official Kennedy 1960 campaign pins. And when I tell you I was so excited to receive mine, that is honestly an understatement. I've always wanted one, but never knew if the one I would purchase from eBay or wherever would be authentic. Also, I always felt they were kind of priced unfairly. Then comes History Horde with a no doubt 100% authentic pin with a certificate included, incredible display, and an extremely fair price. I couldn't be more thrilled to finally have my own Kennedy campaign pin, and I know you guys will be excited to get one too. The link in the show notes will lead you to historyhoard.com to get your own and use code KennedyDynasty for 15% off. Again, that's H-I-S-T-O-R-Y-H-O-A-R-D.com. That's historyhoard.com. Code KennedyDynasty with no spaces for 15% off. As I said, a direct link and details are going to be in the episode description. Don't miss out on holding a piece of Kennedy history in the palm of your hand. Okay, so I I have been reading a lot about her lately, and I think this quote by Michael Bergen, who was her ex-boyfriend, and some would say that she um, had an affair with him on JFK Jr., but Mm -hmm. that's unconfirmed. He said about her, he wrote a book called The Other Man, and he said that a simple dress, simple shoes, the tiniest hint of makeup, everything about her was pared down. She wasn't about noise or flash. She was about beautifully understated elegance, and I love that. So I think her style can best be summed up as simple and classic, minimalistic with that muted color palette, but also elegant and timeless. And um, Rosemary Terenzio, who wrote a book called Fairy Tale Interrupted about, she was uh, JFK Jr.'s assistant. She said uh, that for a George party, the magazine he launched, JFK mm-hmm. Jr. asked everyone to not wear black to a party, but K- Carolyn Bissett Kennedy wore black. And she said, I won't curse on this podcast, but F it. I don't care. She laughed. I don't work for George. I can wear black. Like that was her attitude. And that is what I think is when women were falling at JFK Jr.'s feet in the 80s and 90s, that was that was Carolyn's attitude. And that's what I think attracted him so much to her. So um, actually, so I wanted to talk about this. So Carol Radziwill, I don't know if you watched The Real Housewives of New York City. Carol is oh, a- Of course former- I do. <laughs> I do too. So Carol, Carol is a former, she's, well, first of all, she's an award-winning journalist, but she's also a former housewife of New York City. And so Carol was married to JFK Jr.'s cousin, Anthony. And so Carol and Carolyn were best friends. Mm -hmm. And so Carol shared in her book, What Remains, that her, that Carolyn's minimalist, neutral tone, muted color palette actually was born out of 
the bane of Carolyn's existence, which was the paparazzi. So Carolyn thought that if she basically wore the same outfit every day, they would stop taking her picture eventually. Wow. Yeah. And of course that did not happen. So, um, I also wanted to touch on the fact that the idea of the slip dress as a uh-huh. wedding dress for that time was was revolutionary. And that is a quote from Kate Betts, who is the former editor-in-chief of Harper's Bazaar. And Elle once said that Carolyn was a one-woman fashion cult. And I agree with that. So I wanted to give a little backstory on her life. It was an all too short life. Of course, she passed away in the plane crash with her husband and her sister, Lauren, at Mm -hmm. only 33 years old. And as someone who is standing here with you today at 34 years old, that seems just all too short of a life. So as we said earlier, she never gave a single interview. We have like maybe one or two sound bites of her. Her story has kind of always been told through the lens of being someone's girlfriend and then someone's wife. And I really find that to be so reductive. And I I just want to tell your listeners a little bit about her. So um, she was... She was described as being someone that could mesmerize a person, and she was bright and smart, and she had two older sisters, twins, Lisa and Lauren. Of course, Lauren passed away at her side in 1999 in the plane crash. Carolyn's father left the family when she was two years old, so she was raised by her stepfather and her mother, and she was born in White Plains, New York, but after her parents' divorce, she moved to Greenwich, Connecticut. She was voted the ultimate beautiful person in high school and then went on to Boston University and studied elementary education. She tried a modeling career unsuccessfully and then started working at Calvin Klein, so she started as a saleswoman at their Boston store and was handpicked by Calvin Klein himself to come work in the publicity and public relations department in, uh, in New York city. So she actually met JFK jr. In 1992, he was dating Daryl Hannah at the time and they started dating in 1994 And then they ultimately married on September 21st, 1996 in Cumberland Island, Georgia, and honeymooned in Turkey. So um, a little bit of descriptions about her from people who knew her. She made people feel like she was the, like they were the only person in the room. Mm -hmm. And JFK Jr. met her originally at a charity event that was thrown by Kelly Klein and then met Carolyn when he came into the store to try on clothes. And um, Carol Radswell, who I just spoke about, um, she said that Carolyn was a physically affectionate friend who was prone to hold her hand while they walked down the street and very touchy-feely played with Carol's hair absentmindedly and had these long, strong fingers and really used her hands to tell the story as she spoke. And mm-hmm. she avidly read magazines. She always took a pile with them when she traveled. She wanted to school and get a master's degree in psychology. And um, she just pictures never did her justice. I've heard that so many times from the research that I've done on her. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, but apparently in person, she was absolutely striking and stunning. So um Even though she was fiercely private, as we've spoken about, her timeless style really did leave a cultural imprint that is still felt today. So Carolyn actually, have you ever seen the movie Gone Girl with Rosamund Pike? Yes. Yeah. So the the basis for that character was CBK. 
And I did not know that. Well, watch it again because I just watched Gone Girl within the last month and that icy kind of coolness, that just elegance that, you know, you'll see it when you watch it again. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. So she inspired that character. And of course, um, Megan, the Duchess of Sussex adores Carolyn and described her style as everything goals and models her own looks after her. And actually 18 years after her death, Wes Gordon, the designer, his Mm -hmm. spring 2017 collection after her so she's still very relevant even many many years after she passed away so I think to sum it all up um, Carolyn was incredibly thoughtful giving and caring which maybe is not how she came across in the press because to the press she came off and was described as an ice queen but those who knew her said that that was could not be farther from the truth but i think you know it comes down to the question why are we fascinated and drawn in by carolyn and maybe because we knew somehow that um what rosemary terenzio wrote about in her book fairy tale interrupted she said carolyn wasn't john's shadow she was his equal and Mm -hmm. she went toe-to-toe with the most famous man in the world and she's beautiful she's stylish but she's also from what every account I've read has said an overly caring kind thoughtful just generous person and I hope that your listeners will take a moment to realize that she's so much more than just someone's wife she's a woman in her own right and she should be celebrated And, and I just quite frankly love her and I want the world to know that she is fantastic I love it and I totally thank you so much for all of that I totally agree with what you're saying I've I've read quite a bit of what you had shared there too especially a lot of the things from uh Carol Radswell and stuff and I do agree I hate the fact that she does have that persona of just being someone's wife and being icy and all the things that you touched on because I have read the same things about her being such an endearing and charming and loving human being and it's kind of mm-hmm. sad that just because she didn't want a camera in her face or in, up in her business all the time as most of society would uh, absolutely right. hate it's just so interesting that that's kind of what w- she was dubbed just because she didn't want men chasing her with cameras so yeah, yeah. I totally agree and I so appreciate all the information that you just shared about her and learning more about her and how she she holds the title of a Kennedy and what that is so well without being blood you know like, absolutely yeah yeah, and she was only a Kennedy for two and a half years, all right. told. So, and but yet we remember her as an enduring Kennedy. So um, she's proud to be a Kennedy, but she was also her own person too. Absolutely, I could not agree more. Thank you so much. You are this was you're so an fun. Expert. It's awesome. I I just love her, and I'm excited to have any chance to talk about her. So thank you for having me today. Absolutely, thank you for being here. And like I said, I learned so much from you, and that's part of what I love about this podcast so much is is I have learned so much. I feel like because I have the podcast, people just think I know every single possible thing about the Kennedys. And while you know a lot, though, well, yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> what I was about to say, I know a lot, like a lot more than probably the average human being. I know a lot, but I'm still a student. Like we all are. There's always more to learn. There's always more to learn about influential people and our history and all these things. So I love bringing people like you on that can just teach me so much more. And now I'm enriched and know more and can share that with others. So I just appreciate it so much. I really, really, really do. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Do you have anything you want to plug where people can follow you? Anything like that? Yeah, well, you can follow my work at rachelbirchfield.com, and I would love it if you put it in the show notes. I will, for sure. 
Thank you. And then also I have a podcast as well that I co-host called Podcast Royal, and it is about the British royal family and other royal families across Europe. So love to have your listeners come join me there. And finally, I'm the editor of What Megan Wore, as I've said. And so you can find us at whatmeganwore.net. Awesome. And I will put your podcast in the show notes as well. So everybody can check that out very easily. I appreciate that. Yeah. And come join us. We've got a lot to talk about right now, as you know. (laughs) Uh, Yes. I'm excited. I'm going to become a listener like today. So I'm so so glad. I'm so glad. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. It was a blast. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good day. You as well. That's all for today's episode. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate it five stars, and write a positive written review on iTunes. Check out all the links in the show notes for my merch, Amazon recommendations, and please consider supporting the podcast on Patreon as well. I'll talk to you guys soon. Come on and vote for Kennedy, vote for Kennedy, keep America strong. Kennedy, he just keeps rolling up. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.